It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Julian Council. Glad to be here once again for our second episode of me taking the reins of the show. Hope you enjoyed the first episode of me doing it on Monday. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and wherever you find your podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. It's at Julian Council on Twitter. If you enjoy what I'm doing here and want to check out what I'm tweeting about and all the things that are going on with your Carolina Panthers. Okay, want to get into a few things I touched on yesterday. Sam Darnold apparently has gained a lot of traction as a guy that people think would make sense for the Carolina Panthers to be their quarterback next year. I am someone who does not quite understand how that would make any sense for the Carolina Panthers. I'll get into that in a moment. Also, Peter King. Offered some hope in his football morning in America that the Carolina Panthers could potentially still be in the hunt for a quarterback if they stay at eight. Who could that quarterback be? I'll get into that also later on in the show. And if the Carolina Panthers are not able to get a quarterback at eight and they do not trade up to go get a quarterback, what is the priority then at number eight? Is it offensive tackle? Is it cornerback? Is it a safety? Is it a tight end? Maybe a Kyle Pitts? What would be the priority if the Carolina Panthers are unable to get a quarterback sitting there at number eight pick in the upcoming draft next month? But first, I need to talk about Sam Darnold and his fit with the Carolina Panthers. I saw Pro Football Focus put out this tweet on Monday saying Carolina question mark, Denver question mark, Chicago question mark, three potential trade destinations for Jets quarterback Sam Darnold. I saw that and I was thinking, okay. Sam Darnold obviously is not likely to be the Jets quarterback next season because Zach Wilson has wowed everyone at his pro day last week in Provo, Utah. He is assumed to be the number two overall pick. The New York Jets want to move on from Sam Darnold, who's had his ups and downs throughout his tenure, not really with Joe Douglas and the new coaching staff there with Robert Sala. So it's obvious that Sam Darnold's not going to be there and that Sam Darnold's going to need a new home. He's a former first-round pick, a former top-ten pick, who potentially in the right situation, could be quote-unquote saved. Maybe that's here in Carolina with Joe Brady. Maybe it's in Chicago, where I can't imagine that would be the case, or maybe it's elsewhere. But reading this article and the thought saying that the Panthers, who were the big losers on Friday when they had the blockbuster trade with San Francisco moving up to number three, taking over that spot for Miami, where clearly Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are targeting a quarterback of the future— that goes ahead and has Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville with, with the number one overall pick. Number two, the Jets probably taking Zach Wilson. Then number three, a combination of Mac Jones from Alabama, Trey Lance from North Dakota State, or Justin Fields from Ohio State. One of those guys is going to be a San Francisco 49er, which is going to make it even tougher for the Carolina Panthers sitting there at eight to have an opportunity to get a quarterback if they stay at eight, and also them not trading up into the top five 
to get an opportunity. We're not even just top five, into the top three to get an opportunity to get one of the top-rated quarterbacks in this 2021 draft class. So the article mentions that the Panthers desperately are looking for an upgrade at quarterback over Teddy Bridgewater, which, yes, that is true. They have made their intentions known, especially David Tepper, back when he had his Zoom press conference after firing former general manager Marty Herney, saying that you always need to be in the pursuit of that franchise quarterback, of that elite quarterback, so that your team can win a Super Bowl. And currently on this roster, Teddy Bridgewater is unlikely to be that guy. And I think a lot of people within the organization, and especially the fans out there, do not believe that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be capable of leading the Carolina Panthers or any organization to a Super Bowl and winning that Super Bowl unless something drastically changes with the type of quarterback that he is. I don't see that day ever coming. So the Carolina Panthers absolutely do need an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not quite sure if that upgrade needs to be this offseason, but at some point in time, under Matt Rule and with Scott Fitter as the new general manager, the Panthers are going to need to upgrade. Now, is that upgrade Sam Darnold? I'm not quite sure it is. Sam Darnold came out of USC as an all-world guy. He was going to be a top-five pick. He had been packed to a player of the year, had won a Rose Bowl, an amazing Rose Bowl game against Penn State. Then his second year as a full-time starter, he struggled a little bit. Had a lot of picks, came into the league with the Jets. He had his issues under Adam Gase, which I feel like any quarterback in the league would have had those same issues had they been there in New York. There was the one game against New England where he was seeing ghosts. I'm just not quite sure Sam Darnold is necessarily the answer here in Carolina. And the biggest part of the Sam Darnold to Carolina talk is, what are the Panthers going to give up for him? And then also... Is Teddy Bridgewater going to leave? Because if you trade for Sam Darnold, then you have to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater's contract. I don't see there being a third team that has the potential with the cap space to take on Teddy Bridgewater and what his $20 million cap hit. And also, one of the bigger things with Sam Darnold is, okay, you trade for him. By May 3rd, whatever team has him, whether it's the New York Jets or the Carolina Panthers, if they do trade for him, they have to pick. They have to make a decision on his fifth-year option. I don't think you're trading for Sam Darnold and not picking up that fifth-year option. I don't think you're trading for Sam Darnold and not having as your starting quarterback. So I don't see a scenario where you're paying Teddy Bridgewater the kind of money he's getting paid and you're taking on that cap hit for a backup quarterback. It wouldn't make any sense to me. And if the Panthers do take Sam Darnold, of course they would go ahead and give him exercise his fifth-year option before May 3rd, which would mean in 2021 and 2022 seasons he would have to prove that he is the long-term answer for the Carolina Panthers. That's not all that dissimilar to what the situation would be in New York if he stayed on with the New York Jets and was proving to Robert Sala and Joe Douglas that he's going to be a long-term fit because they would have to make it out. They would have to make a decision in May whether they believe that this is a guy that we want to see stick around for two years. And if he is and he fails, then you're sitting here in 2023, looking to find a quarterback. Does it make sense for the Carolina Panthers to go out there and get a guy who's not going to be on a rookie contract? There's a lot of teams in the NFL, as we've seen lately, the, the hopeful model is to draft the right player, have him on that rookie contract, get him on that fifth-year option, be able to get a lot of players in, who quality players that you can build around him before you have to pay that quarterback and give him a big-time extension. It's worked in Kansas City. It has not worked in Chicago with Mitch Trubisky. And so far with the New York Jets and Sam Darnold, it has not worked with him. Not every single quarterback playing on a rookie contract is going to have the scenario where you pay them pennies on the dollar 
and then they get paid big time after they prove how good they are. Just because you get a rookie quarterback and get him under a rookie contract does not mean that rookie quarterback is the right guy. So, like I said yesterday, it really depends on how Scott Fitterer evaluated Sam Darnold and what the New York Jets are asking for. If it's the eighth overall pick, that's a non-starter. If it's a fourth round pick and maybe another third, then I can be okay with that. But I'm not really trying to give up a first round pick at all for who's in Sam Donald's basically been a failed quarterback so far in the NFL. Not all of it's on him, but I don't think I've seen enough personally. And I definitely haven't seen enough personally to think that the Carolina Panthers, for them, it makes sense to go trade for Sam Darnold and a guy who in a couple years, potentially next off season, depending how he plays, you might be extending. It makes a lot more sense to go out there and draft your own quarterback and draft the guys that you're evaluating or just to sit there for one more season with Teddy Bridgewater, wait till next year, or his contract is off the, is, uh, is off the uh, the books, and the Panthers can get out of the deal, and then they can go draft the quarterback in next year's draft. That makes a lot more sense to me than trading for Sam Darnold, a quarterback who, so far in the NFL, has not proven that he is a franchise quarterback. And that's something the Carolina Panthers are looking for, and I just don't think that he is that. But according to Peter King, there might not really be a need for the Carolina Panthers to go out there and trade for Sam Darnold. They might still be able to get a quarterback if they stay right there at eight. I'll talk about that more in a second, but let me tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So I understand a lot of people were upset on Friday when they saw San Francisco make that big move, that big trade with Miami to get up to the number three spot, thinking, well, now there's no chance that the Carolina Panthers can get one of the top quarterbacks in this upcoming draft. We already knew. Trevor Lawrence was never going to happen after winning the game against Washington and failing to be in that top three, which has been something that a lot of Carolina Panther fans are, up, are upset about and are frustrated about. We also knew that it was very unlikely that Zach Wilson was going to be an option. So then it was, would the Panthers trade up to number three? Something that they decided not to do in San Francisco was a team that's going to be a lot more aggressive. And they've done that. They have the number three overall pick, and the thought is that they potentially could be drafting either Mac Jones, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields. So that takes off one of the top five quarterbacks in his 2021 quarterback draft off of the board. 
and a guy who will not play for the Carolina Panthers coming up in 2021 and beyond. So does that mean because San Francisco's mid up to the top three that the Panthers aren't going to get a quarterback at all? I'm not quite sure. Peter King also of Football Morning in America, NBC, longtime NFL scribe, and a guy who's well-connected and really plugged in, he had these thoughts today on how the NFL draft might stack up. He says that Trevor Lawrence goes one to Jacksonville, Wilson two, probably to the Jets, Mac Jones or Lance to San Francisco at three. He keeps hearing, and this is something that was interesting because I just talked about yesterday with Matt Ryan coming back to Atlanta, were the Falcons going to be a team that was going to be interested in the quarterback? I wasn't sure. I didn't really think that they 100% are. Maybe it would make some sense for them to have someone sit behind Matt Ryan for a couple more seasons, but the way that they restructured his deal, it feels like Matt Ryan's going to be that starting quarterback and Arthur Smith wants to have that veteran option opposed to going out and getting a rookie quarterback and then trying to rebuild that team with the new general manager, Terry Fontenot, who came over from New Orleans. So what Peter King is hearing is that the Falcons are leaning on quarterback with logic of having Lance sit behind Matt Ryan for two years, then playing, which is a very interesting concept considering what I was just talking about with Sam Darnold, where he has two years to figure things out if the Panthers were to trade for him or if he stays in New York based on you pick up his fifth-year option, and he's got to show you in two seasons that he is worth extending. And really, you want him to show you next year, this upcoming year in 2021, that he's worth extending, opposed to getting to the point where you might have to franchise tag him after his fifth-year option year. And with this situation with Trey Lance, if he does take two redshirt years, for lack of a better term, he has to figure it out in year three, right there, his first year as a starter, whether he is worthy of a guy having his fifth-year option picked up. And I would imagine that Atlanta or whoever takes him, if that's the situation that plays out, they probably would do that. But it's a lot of pressure on a rookie quarterback to be sitting out for that long. But again, he has Jacksonville taking Lawrence, Wilson probably going number two to the Jets, and he hears and um, Mac Jones or Lance going to San Francisco, and he hears that the Atlanta Falcons are leaning on a quarterback, likely a Trey Lance. So... Let's say it starts off Lawrence, Wilson, Jones, and Lance. Thinking at number five, he thinks Jamar Chase, would, at the wide receiver from LSU, would reunite with Joe Burrow up in Cincinnati at five. Then at six, he could see the Dolphins taking any of these weapons and Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddell, and Devontae Smith, both of Alabama. Detroit could go with a tackle like a Panay Sewell, or they could go with a weapon at seven. Then at eight, for now, it's Carolina sitting there. And he would he's mocking Justin Fields to be the fifth passer off the board to go to Carolina. So if that sets up and happens, that would be a perfect scenario for the Carolina Panthers to where they didn't give up assets, which is three first-round picks as we've seen. What That's what San Francisco gave up to Miami. Traded first-round picks this, past, this, this year. They swapped picks, and then they're giving up the 2022 and 2023 first-round picks for a quarterback that they're hoping will be good enough to lead them and their franchise in the future and is the right guy, which is kind of... When I saw that, that was kind of the, that's what we were talking about with Deshaun Watson. Was it two first round picks that um, Los Angeles had to send along with Jared Goff, who's a former number one overall pick to Detroit to get Matthew Stafford? So you're telling me that one of these rookies is better than an established quarterback like a Matthew Stafford who's out there on the market in Detroit? And then depending on if things ever work out, well, how things work out with Deshaun Watson, if his name is cleared, what he would be worth? if the Houston Texans ever decide to trade him, it didn't make a lot of sense to me to go give up that much capital for an unproven quarterback coming out of college. Like if that was Trevor Lawrence, 
Sure. But we had this conversation last year about when Joe Brady was hired as the offensive coordinator, didn't it make a lot of sense to go out and sell the farm to go get Joe Burrow? And a common sentiment was if Joe Brady needed Joe Burrow to be successful, then how great is Joe Brady? I think this would be the perfect scenario for the Carolina Panthers if they can just sit there at eight, don't have to give up any assets, and can still get a quarterback of the future. Now, it really depends on whether a guy like Justin Fields is someone that they want. His pro day is coming up later this week. All eyes are going to be on him. He's having a pro day the same day as Mac Jones of Alabama. How are people going to feel about Justin Fields after that pro day? Because Mac Jones is starting to pick up traction as a number three pick in this draft. And Justin Fields, according to Gil Brandt, uh, formerly with the Dallas Cowboys, he does Sirius XM NFL Radio. He was hearing that some teams have him as one of the top quarterbacks in the draft, and there's even a team that has him with a fourth-round grade, which is wild to me. So the thoughts on Justin Field are all over the, the board. I've always been a guy who felt like he's got to be one of the top three guys, and I think he's his number two quarterback in his, court, in his draft class. So if you're telling me that you, and at least from my thought process, if you're getting the number two guy in this draft, or a guy who arguably, when the season started, it was Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Those are the two guys in college who were thought to be the Heisman Trophy finalists. Those are the two guys who were thought to be number one and number two coming into this 2021 draft. There was no Mac Jones. There was no Zach Wilson. Trey Lance was number three. There was thought Everyone already thought Trey Lance was going to be a top 10 guy, a first-round pick for sure. So I'm just thinking, are we overthinking the evaluation process? And if so, it would be a steal for the Carolina Panthers to sit there at eight and get Justin Fields to be their starting quarterback. Now, there's also the sentiment out there that if the Carolina Panthers were gung-ho about any of these young quarterbacks that aren't named Trevor Lawrence, that they would have tried to trade up to number three with Miami. Because we've known that Miami was not going to sit at number three. We've known that they were going to trade out. There's been some thoughts that the Jets might trade out of two, but clearly that's not going to happen, at least as of right now. And who's to say the Carolina Panthers aren't going to get aggressive and trade a ton to go get Zach Wilson and the Jets stick with Sam Darnold instead? That's just something to think about. If they were gung-ho about any of these young quarterbacks, would they have already made that decision? Scott Federer said they're going to be in on every single deal out there. I guess they're not in on these quarterback deals as of right now. That could obviously change, but right now, that's not something that they're looking to go out there and do. So if they don't get a quarterback at eight, even if they sit there with the way Peter King has it written, where he has quarterbacks going in a top four in Lawrence, Wilson, Jones, and Lance, and the Panthers staying there at eight and getting Justin Fields, if they don't get a quarterback at eight, then what is the priority moving forward for them at number eight? Is it left tackle? Is it cornerback? Is it defensive tackle? Is it a pass-catching tight end like a Kyle Pitts? What is the priority for the Carolina Panthers at eight if they're not able to get a quarterback? I'm going to talk about that more in just a moment. But first, let me tell you about our friends over at Rock Auto. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts for hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps 
motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much of the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We've also been telling you about our friends over at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Matchup. Today's matchup is cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk. And man, when you have cookies, it's that's a really tough matchup. Everyone loves cookies and cream, especially cookies and cream. Ice cream, Oreos, anything like that. Cookie dough chunk or cookies and cream? I think I have to favor cookies and cream, but you can't go wrong with either one of those. Go to BuiltBar.com or to bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. The NFL Draft is weeks away. It's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so that you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. So everyone has been gung-ho about getting a quarterback. Uh, my friend Darren Gant, who does some stuff for at Panthers.com, he's been a longtime NFL writer. He's covered the Panthers dating back to his time when he was back in Rock Hill. He knows the insides and the outs of this entire organization. He loves to say, there ain't no mad like quarterback mad. And there's been a lot of people here in Carolina that have been quarterback mad this past season, especially the way Teddy Bridgewater played in the final six weeks of the year. I thought going into last season that Teddy Bridgewater likely is going to be a bridge quarterback. Not to, no pun intended, of course. But there was the opportunity, considering he was a former first-round pick, he already had knowledge of the offense and a relationship with Joe Brady in New Orleans, that if he played well enough, he could be a potential option past his three-year deal in Carolina that was more so a two-year deal with the option for the Carolina Panthers to eventually get an heir apparent to place behind Teddy for Teddy to be, again, that bridge quarterback in a mentor role. The way he played the last six weeks of the season, though, makes you think that's likely not going to happen, even though there have been guys out there, Luke Keekley recently, who have had his back. Steve Berline, a former Carolina Panther, he was talking to the Charlotte Observer a few weeks back and said that he thinks the best situation for the Carolina Panthers is to stick with Teddy Bridgewater and to continue to build a roster around him. That's not to say that Teddy should be the long-term option, but he felt like they should build around him. But again, there ain't no mad like quarterback mad, and everyone wants a quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. But here's the thing about the Carolina Panthers, and I understand that you have to finally get a quarterback. You have to identify that guy if you want to win a Super Bowl. You have to find that Brady. You got to find that Mahomes. You got to find that Drew Brees. You got to find that Roethlisberger. You got to find that Russell Wilson. That's the only way you have any chance 
of winning a Super Bowl a lot of times. Because it comes down to it. We saw a couple years ago in Miami when the 49ers, I felt like, had the better roster against Kansas City, were unable to overcome Jimmy Garoppolo having a poor night and Patrick Mahomes just doing what Patrick Mahomes does. You have to have that kind of talent. So eventually the Carolina Panthers need to go out there and have that player. But right now, this is not a Super Bowl roster. Even if they were able to, and are able to, potentially in the future, trade for Deshaun Watson this season, if everything is cleared up, that does not mean that the Carolina Panthers all of a sudden are Super Bowl contenders. Because when you look at this roster, it's not one of the top half rosters in the NFL. There are so many things that they have to overcome. The youth on the defense, especially the pass rush, that went from being one of the tops in the NFL to one of the worst in the NFL last season. And I do believe, in time, especially now with the addition of Hassan Reddick and the growth of YGM Tour Gross Matos and Brian Burns being one of the young stud pass rushers in this league, that things will be figured out there. Also, the addition of Morgan Fox from Los Angeles with the Rams. I think they're going to get that figured out. But it's still a young team. And that is also a hope that these guys develop the way that you want them to. The secondary, putting Jeremy Chin back there at safety. He's very young. Dante Jackson, is he going to be is he going to be here in Carolina past this upcoming season? Is he going to earn the the extension, whether it's midseason or this time next year? We will find out. So there are plenty of holes that this roster has, especially on the offensive line, which is why I'm kind of never been all that gung ho about getting a quarterback because I do not want to put a quarterback behind a poor offensive line. We saw this past season. In Cincinnati, where Joe Burrow clearly has proven himself to be a guy who can lead the Cincinnati Bengals in the future and be their franchise quarterback, but he went down with a torn ACL because they could not protect him. The last thing I want to do, and this kind of goes back to the Sam Darnold conversation I had earlier on in the show, is that Darnold has played behind some pretty bad offensive lines, and that has hurt him in his development. Do you want to put a quarterback whether it's Justin Fields or Trey Lance, who, Mac Jones, whoever it is, especially if it's Mac Jones, who's not as mobile as other two quarterbacks, do you really want to put them in a situation where they're behind Cam Irving and Pat Fline and John Miller? And the only player on that offensive line you can really depend on is that right tackle in Taylor Moten. Do you want to put a rookie quarterback in that situation? I personally do not. I want to build this roster so that whenever it's time and they can identify that franchise quarterback – that they're coming in with their ready-made roster that gives them the ability to go out there and win a Super Bowl right away. And I think back to Kansas City, where they had Alex Smith. And Alex Smith, I think, is a, is a lot better than Teddy Bridgewater. Where they had Alex Smith, they reached a potential Alex Smith. They already had Patrick Mahomes waiting in the wings. He comes in, starts that Week 17 game, and then he comes in the next season, and he wins the MVP of the league, takes him to the AFC Championship game, and in year two, as a starter, wins the Super Bowl. And now he has that monster contract. That's kind of the model I'd like to see here. So, yes, it would be great to get that quarterback. But if they're not able to get that quarterback here in 2021 in next month's draft, then what is the priority? I think the priority has to be offensive line. Yes, a middle linebacker would be would be great. Denzel Perryman, when he's been healthy with the Chargers in his career, he's been a fantastic player. So I don't know necessarily think that middle linebacker right now, a guy like Micah Parsons, would be amazing to have. I don't think that's the top priority, considering that you have him sitting at middle linebacker. You also already have Shaq on the outside. And Jermaine Carter Jr., who really played well in the last couple of weeks of the season, he can step in there. And you can also have Jeremy Chin come in from safety and play in the box in that, middle line, in that outside linebacker position. Corner, they addressed the defense all last offseason in the draft. All seven picks were all defensive players. Troy Pride Jr. wasn't ready yet. 
but I expect him to continue to learn and grow. Stan Thomas Oliver was a seventh-round pick who got some action last year. Dante Jackson, what's going to happen with him? There is a need, certainly, for a starter opposite Dante Jackson. Could that be a Caleb Farley? Could that be a Patrick Sertan from Alabama? Certainly, those guys could step in, hopefully, day one and be that cornerback opposite of Dante Jackson. But for me, especially with Matt Rule saying he wants to get younger on offense, I still believe that the best option for the Carolina Panthers, this is something I've wanted them to do for a long time, I think the priority at number eight should be an offensive tackle. Get someone opposite of Taylor Milton who can be your long-term tackle partner and that you don't have to worry about it ever again. I am just so sick of seeing the Matt Khalils, the Michael Orrs, the Chris Clarks, the Marshall Newhouses. I'm just so tired. The Mike Rimmers. I'm sick of the revolving door at left tackle. I want the Carolina Panthers to evaluate and get that left tackle now. In Peter King's scenario that I talked about a few minutes ago, where he had the the Bengals skipping over Panay Sewell, I would prefer to have Panay Sewell right there at left tackle than throwing Justin Fields in here on, on this roster. I know a lot of people would rather have Justin Fields because you identify your quarterback, but that does not necessarily mean that's the right guy. And that's not does not necessarily mean that that's the pan, who the Panthers wanted. Because they felt like Fields was their guy, maybe they would have traded up. Or maybe they understand that Fields is being evaluated differently from other organizations. They might be fine sitting there at eight. I just, in that situation, if Panay Sewell's on the board and you have Justin Fields as your fifth quarterback, I would rather get Panay Sewell. I would honestly rather get Panay Sewell, continue to build this roster, and see what quarterbacks emerge next year. I would rather do that. And I call me crazy, but I'm just so sick and tired of seeing career, like guys like Cam Newton get banged up and Russell Wilson was upset and frustrated in Seattle and Andrew Luck's career basically get ruined because of poor offensive line play. But here, particularly in Carolina, I'm tired of the revolving door at left tackle. That's my priority. If you have a priority for number eight, if it's not going to be a quarterback, please let me know. Tweet at me, at Julian Council on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at, at Julian Council. Let me know what you think the priority should be at number eight. The Carolina Panthers aren't getting a tackle, or sorry, aren't getting a quarterback. I personally think it should be a left tackle. I know you're going to think I'm nuts for saying I'd rather not have the fifth quarterback in this draft if it's Justin Fields, if that's the way things play out, where it's Lawrence, Wilson, Mac Jones, and Lance going in the top four, and then Fields falling back to eight. Man, I would just rather have that blind side protected, Moten on the other side, extend Moten, and then hopefully you have things shored up to when you can put your franchise quarterback back there, they're not over there head on a swivel seeing ghosts. Like a guy in Sam Darnold. That's what I would prefer to see. But please let me know what you think the priority should be if they're not able to get a quarterback at eight. Well, that concludes another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Please make sure to, again, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Tomorrow, going to get into more of the evaluation going on with these quarterbacks. Justin Fields, Pro Day, Mac Jones, Pro Day. Of those two guys, who would make the most sense for the Carolina Panthers? Who would fit better in this Joe Brady scheme? Would it be Fields and his athleticism, or would it be Mac Jones, his pocket presence, and his accuracy? Which one of those guys fits best for the Carolina Panthers? And also react to more of the news going on with the Carolina Panthers and across the NFL, which is what we do here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Thanks so much. I will talk to you all later. Have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.